gender, body acceptance, abortion, sex, racial justice, feminism, birth, parenthood, stigma, bodily autonomy, and more. This is Reproductive Left by Mabel Watson Center, an independent feminist nonprofit comprehensive healthcare provider in Bangor, Maine. Join us as we explore topics that impact our sexual and reproductive health and lives. Here's your host, Aspen Rulin. Aspen uses they, them pronouns and is our client and community advocate. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reproductive Left. I'm your host, Aspen. My pronouns are they, them. And much to your surprise, I'm sure, I'm here to talk about abortion today. More specifically, I'm here to talk about the melding of art and activism and how religion can and should be abortion positive. Joining me is my dear friend and abortion pope, Viva Ruiz of Thank God for Abortion. Viva, would you introduce yourself some more? Yes. Hey there. Hi, Aspen. Um, hello, world. I am Viva Ruiz. I'm a she, they, um, Ecuadorian American in Brooklyn, a uh, Lenape land, um, pansexual fluid. I also identify as the ocean. <laughs> and of course, abortion pope. Um, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, anyone who knows me personally has heard me rave about thank God for abortion and how much I love it. Now I've explained thank God for abortion to many of my friends, but how would you describe thank God for abortion to people who are totally new to the concept? And I don't just mean new to knowing about your amazing work, but just also new to the idea of God being pro-abortion. What is thank God for abortion? Uh, Let's see, let's see. How do I count the ways? Let me count the ways. Um, So thank God for abortion is is, uh, primarily a creative initiative, an art offering, an artistic offering that started out as design and started as a family of uh, designs. They were kind of like my meme, my abortion memes. The Mm -hmm. time, uh, the the year that they really specifically came into being, like popped out of me was 2015, but they had been brewing in there for, there was gestational period. A couple of years before that, where I was talking about abortion and and um, biological clocks and just how surreal and dis- disconnected I and so many people I knew were from those, um, the cishet norm paradigm um, expectancies. Um, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such an awful time and it's such a beautiful time to be alive <laughs> as so many systems crumble before our eyes. And it's been beautiful to see gender implode, um, and all these gender norms and all these, um, expectancies. So I was, you know, my rage was percolating and it manifested in 2015 as a family of designs called the joy of abortion, actually. So there was like five, I think, um, I love memes, love memes, 
memes are my favorite education enlightenment vehicles and that's kind of how i imagine these there were a few designs and this one that said and they were remixing christian iconography mm. with specifically abortion and joy so three things it was christian it was christianity abortion and joy and uh it was just from the first even specifically naming that that uh i had a lot of encouragement to keep going because of how uh emotional people were around those three things and I've, I'm a person, so I'm authentically those three things. I'm a person who's had multiple abortions. I uh, do believe in a spirit creator God. And, and, and I could say as far as this project, luckily I've been indoctrinated. I mean, unluckily in many, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, because as we know, the Christian institutionalized church is so terrible mm. and yet my indoctrination like the thing that I loved so my family are immigrants from Ecuador and the church was you know a, a big way is a big way that immigrant people migrant people stay connected to their culture and to each other and to language and and I understand it now you know I understand the all the complicated things around religion and church that uh, it's too easy to write it off one way when there's so many things um, depending on race, culture, class, you know, to speak of. And it's very important in this community way, like when you're in a new place and, you know, this thing that you had in your country you ha can have here, it becomes incredibly important, even more important. So yes, I went to church and the thing that I loved about it was um, unconditional love. Like I, I was a believer as a child and I did eat that Jesus message up. I did think I was going to be a nun. Uh, I really, really was about it. And then until, um, you know, until I knew better <laughs> in a way, because, or I was, you know, the Bible doesn't make sense or the way machista culture that as I understand, as I knew it, as I encountered it, stood on the Bible was awful. Mm. Because, you know, it's an enforcing of those cishet patriarchal norms, which says all the hierarchies, and it's just about hierarchy, really, and power. So I, I abandoned the church for punk rock and, uh, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of-ish, literally. And I was a sex worker kind of immediately. Um, did that for a long time. Um, artists. So what am I saying? God, abortion, joy. So yeah, so that's uh, in a nutshell, that was some God stuff background. Abortion, yes, just because I like many, 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 many people um, have had multiple abortions. But the details of my abortion story aren't tend to, you know, I don't really care to ever necessarily speak about it because mm. Um, but I'm not opposed to speaking about it. It's just not that. It's just like, you know, yeah, they have. Yeah. I have. I feel, <laughs> and they I, have. It. That was a part of it. Right. I feel like, I mean, I am so for people who want to share their stories and I want them to have the space to share their stories. Yeah. 
Um, and so many places do that beautifully, like shout your abortion. We yeah. testify. Mabel's Voices is a space where people can do that. And I feel like that's done in a way that's really just affirming and giving people the space to share their experiences if that's what they want to do. But our culture in general, when it comes to people's experience with having abortions, is often like, oh, you have to share this and you have to share it in a way to just there has to be some tragedy involved. There has to be some shame and guilt and regret and where like you are in some way a victim. And that is uh, very much, very much not how um, I feel it should be. It should be that just if people want to share their stories, they have the space to do that. And we can see how, you know, I mean, there are as many experiences with abortion as there are people who have abortions, but that it's not a justification. It's just the opportunity to be honest with our experiences. Like you shouldn't be pressured to share your experience with abortion care any more than I should be pressured to like share my like thyroid cancer experience, you know, like they should be treated the same, like morally, I mean, obviously there are different procedures, but morally they're the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and of course, yes, it is very important. I mean, why it's important is I think primarily because it's never, we've never been encouraged to speak about it. So Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be silent. And that's why the storytelling is so important because it's it's relatively you know new to to be able to have safety and and transparency and just matter of factness about that um about abortion so it is incredible of course it's so beautiful and for me personally i don't really care too so much not because it's traumatic because it's not a big deal it's just not a big deal for me right but it is significant I mean, it's it's so significant. See, it wasn't a big deal, but it would have been a big deal if I wasn't able, if I wouldn't have been able to have them. Right. That's that's a it's it's not equal. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like if I wasn't able to have them, I don't even have words for what that would have meant for me because that it I just know. Like it was never uh, I, it was a given for me that I would have abortions. It was not. Uh, and I live in New York City, so I, I did have that access. I mean, I needed other people to pay for it. I didn't have the, the money for it, but I did have access to people who who did pay for that. And 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 uh, that I know how dire it would have been for me to not be able to have that and mm. how dire, how how. It's just I don't have the words. It would be it would be life ending for me. It would. Yeah. Have. So um, and it's it's so it's really cruel, you know, because it's something that it's not something I deliberated. Many people, but many people too, I know, is very emotional. There's many things to do. Many people. It's many, like you said, it, there's as many ways as there are people mm. to experience abortion. Um. But and the thing is, that's why everybody has to have the same access to it. 
Right. Uh, I would also like to take this moment to plug, please donate to your local abortion fund or to an abortion fund in a state that is having barriers to access so that they can help get people out of state to access the care they need. Uh, We love abortion funds. Abortion funds are so incredibly important. Alternatively, if you just have a friend who needs abortion care, help pay for their abortion care and then like buy them lunch. One of the things I want to touch on, um, you know, around the idea of God being pro-abortion. And I think I've talked about this in a previous reproductive left episode. And this is something I talk about a lot. um, So I won't go too in depth, but the idea of religion and more specifically Christianity being opposed to abortion access is like, pretty new. It's not something that was always there. It was a product of, was and is a product of white supremacy and more specifically started with white evangelicalism in the Southern U.S. following, um, you know, the like end of the civil war and of chattel slavery. Like it very much is a product of that. So I find that sometimes people are like really surprised about the idea again of like God being pro-abortion and God being abortion positive. And it's really not a new idea. And it's really not surprising if you know the history of attitudes around abortion and you realize that anti-abortion attitudes are so firmly rooted in white supremacy. Amen. Um, yes. Um, the thing about thank God for abortion too, also is that authentically, I feel like after those abortions, I'm sure I said, thank God for abortion. Um, <laughs> and my abortions have made me and the abortion justice movement have brought me back home to the faith that I initially knew um, and that I stand in 1000% um, no, with the conviction that, of course, God uh, is is behind my abortions and and above them and underneath them and in front of them and behind them. Um, because if God, this is the thing, like for those people who do, who are believers in that faith, God is everything. Is God everything or is, or is God not everything? Uh, the abortions I had opened my life. They mm-hmm. gave me my life. I didn't, there wasn't, there wasn't, I just, they had to happen. If you want an abortion, you need an abortion. That's how it works. Yes. And so my life, I have a beautiful life because of my abortions and that's, and that's on God for me. So um, I'd like to share that. So the artwork is about sharing that. Yeah, my personal joy. It is how I tell my abortion story is thank God for abortion. That is my abortion story. And it is visual and it's musical and it's it's uh, street uh, action and it's community building. That is my abortion story, because there's all different ways to share your abortion story. So, yes. And um, you're right. It is white supremacist abortion bans are 1000% white supremacists. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad when I talk to people of my culture and ethnicity that uh, I understand how God is. It's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult in the Latinx community. Uh, it's a thing that I thought I would lose my family around. Um, they're very Christian. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it is colonization. It's hard to, you know, it is a product of colonization that we can be brainwashed into believing, you know, what, what the colonizer, they're what they imposed on us, which doesn't help us. It doesn't help us. It's, it's awful. And the, the thing is, it's, it's been very, very beautiful to be in this path. You know, every day I'm more faithful because of abortion. That's the truth. You know, I know God more every day because of abortion. And it's been my, it's been a blessing to me. I didn't mean to, but I do, you know, I didn't mean to be a priest, but I am a priest. I do call myself that because I don't need their papers (laughs) to legitimize me. Um, You know, if we're talking about the Vatican, I mean, what's more corrupt Mm -hmm. body of governance, what corrupt nation, they're a nation. Mm-hmm. Is there like, do we need to take our moral cue from, you know, from them? I mean, it seems like unsound mm-hmm. at the least, right? <laughs> at the very least. So where, you know, but I do love, yes, the the story of of I'm gonna say of Christ, Christ consciousness, mm. of uh, unconditional love, and and it. And it is a part of me and I have, I'm happy to have had the indoctrination now that I can speak from within as somebody that has had all the teachings and a lot of the sacraments. Uh, I haven't been married in a church or died yet. So I haven't had those, but I pretty much everything else. And um, it's been very beautiful to speak to people who have conflict uh, and who need abortions and how to have mm. abortions. And I, through the project, I've been able to talk to many people who, you know, didn't have other places to go. And now I'm, I know that there's so many more places, you know, there's so many more places to feel safe in around abortion and speak about plainly about abortion and faith, because, um, that's something that is, is extremely necessary because like it or not, many, most people are, have faith, have some kind of faith. And in this country, many, many people are, have some kind of Christian belief and are going to, and need abortions. Mm-hmm. And it is a, a really beautiful thing to offer compassion to them. And a kind of reconciling that I can give them with a thousand percent conviction. Cause I am that person. And I know that there's no conflict between God and abortion. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. It's the faith, it's the spirit, it's the creator that holds all of my humongous life and 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 the guidance to take care of myself through abortion is divine. And it's been very beautiful to stand with people and, and share that with them and hold their hands and and reflect to them that it's the opposite of sin. It's it's uh it's community care. You know, it's self-care, it's community care. And this is also when we see, like you were saying, the white supremacy part of it, it is intentional, Mm. you know, that these specific communities are debilitated. You know, it's intentional that when you take health care, this very critical health care out of a community, out of a state, an entire state, you condemn that state. Mm-hmm. condemn them the people and of all gender and ages you know but especially the most vulnerable people you condemn them poor people low-income people BIPOC people 
it's a way to keep people in their classes. Mm -hmm. And it's important to see that that it's about money, about money and powers. It's not about God. Right. Right. Um, I'm going to pivot to a question that I have. Um, what is your favorite thing that you've done with thank God for abortion? Personally, Ooh. I am very obsessed with the song and music video for the thank God for abortion anthem. I blast it when I have to drive by our protesters. Uh, luckily how our clinic set up, they're not actually close to us. A lot of people assume they are protesting the humane society across the street. So that's kind of funny. Um, but I love to blast that when I am driving by them. Um, and so many lines from that song just hit me like right in the heart. It's so beautiful. But what's been your favorite project? I recognize you might not be able to pick one. And if you have to pick more than one, that's okay. Oh, you're so cool. Aston. First of all, I, I remember meeting you so vividly at the, um, at the, Sanctuary. Oh, so that's one of the things. That's one of my favorite, favorite things is the sanctuary sanctuary I built for the uh, Abortion Care Network Conference. It was so beautiful. It was Uh, really gorgeous experience. And shout to Shout Your Abortion, who I was the their artist in residency at the time, uh, which was my first kind, you know, that of that kind of a range of support. And it's so amazing. It was not from an art institution. It was from and an abortion, you know, um, cultural change org. Um, so yeah, so I created, uh, I recreated the sanctuary I had built in New York at a gallery called participant Inc. Uh, we made a version of it in a conference room at a hotel where the abortion care network, um, conference top top secret conference was conference was in Kentucky in early 2020 the month before lockdown basically the month oh, it was before. like a week and a half oh it was lockdown it I was. know you're it was right. so wild how quick how quick that went oh my goodness you are right it was days it was weeks within two weeks of the lockdown uh, mm-hmm. we were in Kentucky together and it was the largest gathering of independent providers of, of providers in general yeah. think, right um so that it was it was I'd never been to it before and it was just so 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 life-changing for me uh and I was able to create a space I wanted to offer a space of rest and beauty I really want to offer beauty and also gifts so we've made gifts of these little votives with the that said thank god for abortion providers and that is my true, true, true um, feeling. This project is is offering. I really want to offer. It's an offering. It's an offering of praise, recognition, acknowledgement to people who have abortions, are going to have abortions, and provide abortions. That's what this is. It's a present. That's why I imagine this project to be a present. And it also works in other ways, but it at its tr- core, 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 is for us. It's, 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 it's an, I love you. And I got to meet you and I got to meet so many providers and defenders and um, just all the people in the mix, uh, funders, made a lot of friends and um, came home with a whole humongous swag bag of (laughs) all kinds of abortion stuff. It was so cool. Oh, and then I performed. So I also, 
my favorite thing of the project is that they're all different things that mm. the project. So um, someone said the other day, it's a many tentacled thing. And that is what TGFA is, it has many, many tentacles. Um, and they're, they're sprouting all the time. But, and I guess, so outside of any one particular form, yes, I love that it connects me to people that I get to meet people all the time through all the different forms. Like the, I, the Instagram is the place where it's kind of like a community open forum. And, mm -hmm. and I get to connect with people who the project resonates with and, and uplift some, some, you know, some news and be a part, feel a part of, you know, and I think that's also the antidote to um, this really crushing just crushing situation that we're in right now. And always, you know, that action is an antidote and um, connection is an antidote because it is so brutal and, and cruel. It's so cruel. It's so, it's so, it's so, so evil, you know, that um, we could be neutralized from the pain you know, from the pain of this world. So it is, I'm really, really happy to have a tool to stay, uh, to stay engaged and to make some kind of like connection with someone and really ease suffering a tiny bit also, I think is clear. And you know what, that is a very Christian concept. You know, that is a very church. That's if you go to church, they say, I went to church on Easter by accident. I, it's a magnet. It will pull me in. I don't know. I tried not. I'm not even trying to. I ended up going, and it was in Spanish, and in Brooklyn, and it was. It wore my heart breaks. It's so beautiful, mm. at its best. You know, it's talking about compassion, and the togetherness and the connection to each other. You you say, peace be with you to strangers. You know, it could be and has been for many revolutionaries. You know, a uh, a source of strength. And that is what I choose that for myself in abortion work is that, you know, that this faith is a source of strength for me. And I really want to offer that to people who don't see that, um, that connection and only see the evil. It's good to see the evil. It's important to see the evil. Mm. Of the it's important to see how white supremacy weaponizes, how power weaponizes I mean, the KKK, KKK is Christian. Mm -hmm. So we can't say that the church is good intrinsically or that that faith is good intrinsically. Of course, it's not. It is what you see in it. But I will say that this is what I see in it. It is um, abortion strong. Mm -hmm. It's intrinsically, you know, pro-abortion. And, um, and I want to make those lines. I want to draw those lines for people. Um, that if you want to have that faith, you can have it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to, if the Pope wants to talk to me, I'm open to it. Um, <laughs> I don't have, a, I don't have a lot of faith in that church and I don't need right. a lot of faith in that. I don't need it. <laughs>